0: Episode 32, staying fit during a pandemic with the one and only Dan John. Let us do deals. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quedro Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Thank you so much for tuning in, people. We're on episode 32, and there is not as much that gets me jazzed up than talking about fitness. We got the one and only strength and conditioning called Dan John. He is a fascinating human being. I, I love him. I've had a man crush on this man for years. I do his workouts. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. And this is our second episode kind of pertaining to lifestyle approaches to COVID. You know, we talked about how risk factors being hypertension, diabetes, and obesity are associated with poor outcomes with COVID-19. So, you know, we're all about taking the power back. What can we control? What can we do to get ourselves in better position to get through this? And being healthier, being stronger, being fitter are all components of this. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode. A couple of housekeeping items before we get started. Our merchandise proceeds are going to the food bank this month. We've also, through our GoFundMe fund, was able to give a handsome donation there. So thank you guys for supporting that. Sponsors Audible and BetterHelp still in the mix. We have links to the show. We'll have links in the show notes as well. So in this episode with Dan John, we talk about how to stay in shape during a pandemic. We, you know, a lot of us are accustomed to being able to go to our gyms routinely, and we don't have the equipment. Like you hear me in the show, I haven't done a deadlift in several weeks now, and. Within our own environment, there's several things that we could be doing to, to to stay in shape, and there's also things that we could be working on. Are we working on our core strength? Are we working on our mobility? All these things that Dan and I talk about, which is which is a great conversation. We also talk about some of the routines that you could get into after you know some of these quarantining and and social distancing measures are, are no longer in place. It's a little bit more detailed, but for those that are quote-unquote gym rats that you will love it he is so knowledgeable he's been doing this for over 40 years he's instructed hundreds of athletes in terms of how to improve their strength and and conditioning and he's authored several books including his most recent one 40 years with a whistle life lessons from the field of play i gotta tell you i just i love this man so without further ado dan john we are On the Quadcast, we have the legendary strength and conditioning coach, Dan John, in the mix. And we've met before, but we have an episode we haven't released yet. But because of the demands of trying to stay in shape during this crazy COVID time, people have talked to us many times about, you know, how are we going to stay healthy? How are we going to stay strong? And there is no better man to bring this up with than my man dan john thank you again for doing the show my friend thank you
1: you, this this is gonna be a quadrant this will be very nice i appreciate it yeah Yeah.
0: no i i I, I couldn't think of a better guest honestly so as simple as you you could put it there's guys like me selfish question that is huge on strength training doing weights on a regular basis it's even you know I can imagine for you too, it's like a part of a stress release for me, for a lot of people too. And they don't have that option right now. Any thoughts or approaches in terms of what we could do to, to really, to, to manage this?
1: Yeah. You know, if you don't mind, let's just take a step back. You know, I've got these three fundamental coaching points and, and the first one is invest wisely in asymmetrical risks. So, and to summarize that, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And what, for many of us, what the worst that could happen is, if you love weightlifting, is to be stuck at home for four months. So, and gentle listener, don't take this wrong, but when times are good, you should always be thinking about what's the worst that can happen. So, like in my case, I have in my garage, I have 26 kettlebells, two Olympic bars, two hip thrust machines. Squat racks, pull-ups, dips, deficit deadlift, uh, bumper plates, a host of other throwing and lifting things, bunch of medicine balls, javelins, hammers, all the Scottish Highland. My point is that I, I in my career, I have faced this before where I've had to move or something's come up where I've had to train by myself. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not going to help most of the people. But when you start in the future – I would start, like us to think, you know, about having your own. Like, for example, you're at home. Maybe if if you like kettlebells, one kettlebell that can, like, for me, it'd be the 28 kilo kettlebell. That's the one that I can press, swing, goblet squat, do. You know, I could get some really good work that and some push-ups. Boy, I bet you I cover everything with that. You, you, now, someone else will be listening, going, "Well, I, I I like to deadlift." Well, before this thing happened a 310 pound barbell set, you could get it fairly expensively. There's a place over here that was selling that for $159 about six months ago. Mm. Now, again, it's too late now, yeah. but this is a good opportunity for all of us to in the future be a little bit more prepared. I'm not talking about a pandemic. I'm talking about life's little things like a flat, you come out you got a flat tire, your, your battery is dead of course i also tell people get new tires and a new battery every 3 years because i constantly think about what's the worst that can happen and if you think about what's the worst that can happen a lot pretty soon you're in good shape when something bad does happen having said that people are surprised now what i've gotten this from a lot of people about how many things in the house are actually good training hmm. If you go to Arnold's book, The Educational Bodybuilder, you know, he recommended for six months, and no one ever did this, ever, but if you would have, it would have been great, for six months, a bodyweight-only training program, Mm. and he had you doing push-ups between chairs, and he did a variation of the bench dip, you know, uh, you get the chair and you do dips sitting down, obviously lots of push-ups, broomstick twists that you may or may not agree with bodyweight squats, pull-ups on trees. And I look at that, and I think to myself, that's really good stuff. And I'd add one other thing. I'd get your wife or someone who knows how to drive in the front seat of the car, push that car around the block once. Once, mm. I said once. Now, all your listeners are thinking, hey, once is good. Why not do it 10 times? Trust me, folks, if you've ever pushed a car, it is by far the hardest conditioning you'll ever do in your life. You'll wake up the next day and you'll discover muscles in your legs that you'll, when you'll go to the anatomy chart, you'll go, ah, that's this one. Ah, that's that one. Ah, that's what this one does. I had no idea. And then about two or three days later, your heart and lungs are knocking the front door and say, you left us on the corner there because you breathe so hard. They can't, they hopped out of your body. So, um, if I, I'm a big believer that deprivation increases capacity so by not having your gym by not having your barbell by not having things you're gonna if you truly think that conditioning strength mobility flexibility recovery work is important right now is the best time in your life to activate the most important muscle you have and that's that wonderful muscle we call the brain because it's when you don't have things, you have to think around mm-hmm. it. And I have been amazed at some of the things my friends have shared with me. People have invented sand. Well, they're not sandbags. But if you take a couple of pillowcases and you, and you load them up with a, you know, stuff, all of a sudden you have a 40-pound sandbag. And I, here's a simple thing. Walk around with it in a bear hug style. Stop every few seconds. Do a squat, walk around, squat, walk around, squat. Uh, the, the bear hug squats, one of the best squats you can do. Uh, that Take that same bag, put it on the ground, lay down next to it, give it a big hug because you love it so much, and then get up off the ground and stand up. Your heart and lungs will go through the roof. Mm. And then get up and get down, get up and get down, get up and get down. That's a marvelous workout. So the Arnold push-up between chairs – dips between chairs, find something to hang and do some pull-ups, or simply just hang. I think that the body weight squat is one of the least appreciated movements that we do, and you now have a wonderful time to start doing. So, but there's other areas you can work on. Most Americans still have bathtubs. Well, this is a good time to pour some Epsom salt or some mineral salts into a bathtub, make it nice and hot. And relax in there and read a good book mm. and yeah. let your body relax. Some of us, you know, you get out of that hot bath and you'll stretch out and you'll go, I had forgotten how good it feels to just stretch and do my mobility work. This is an ideal time to do mobility. So mobility, and in, in the way we teach it here, is uh, the full range of movement around a joint. So I don't know if this is going to be – are they going to be able to watch the video going, or just listen? We're
0: going to try and do both versions.
1: <laughs> okay. So right now I'm doing thumb mobility work. Now, at my age, doing finger mobility work, wrist mobility work, is a nice way to do the, undo the damages of some of the things you that, you know, you've brought on yourself. So joint mobility, you can do that anywhere, anytime. I would try to do uh, – we do exercises here where we actually do mobility for our toes and our heels, or the arches. You know, we, we try to move them and bend them. Your ankles, can you do ankle circles, you know? Knees don't work as well, but hips do. Uh, you can combine mobility and flexibility work with your spine. And what I'm trying to get across is you can do so many good things right mm-hmm. now for your overall, and maybe you can't deadlift for eight weeks because you can't get to the gym and that's the gym's the only place where they have enough weight for you to deadlift. But you can do all those other things we always talk about that we're not doing. If you have a baseball or if you have a, a lacrosse ball as you're talking on the phone to your friends, you can roll your foot on top of that and stretch out those, those little foot bones that get ignored. This might be the best time to do – there's all kinds of great abs training things you can do uh this is a great time to do planks this is a great time to fill in all those gaps that we've ignored all these years because i tell you it's because it's so easy to have a good workout when you go to a fully stocked gym Mm -hmm. and it's not so easy to create a great workout at first when you look around your house and all you see is a a chair and a plant and a vase behind Mm you. That's what's behind you right now. That's what I picked up. <laughs> but you can look at that chair and see that chair as a piece of training equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had two sons. Those two sons are great tools for weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Pick them up and carry them around the block. Yeah. Put them over your shoulder. Carry them around the block. Uh, it's going to be a great workout if you just keep picking the kids up. Mm-hmm. So that would just be a beginning thing, okay? Yeah. If if you have the will, you'll find the way. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, you know what really is really rung true for me, Dan, is like working on stuff that you take for granted. That's one thing I've taken away from these weeks away from the gym. And for me personally, there's two areas. I think mobility work for sure. I am one, like, I'm a, I normally play hockey. I don't know if you've worked with a lot of hockey players, but I find where sure. the, some of the most stiffest people in the world. And then core strength. This was like an excuse to be able to amp this up. Cause if I've learned anything as I'm getting older, is if you could re if you could really have that core stability and that core strength, it translates into so much more gains and a- also injury prevention. So yeah, that really that really ran true.
1: Do, do you know what a push up position plank is? It's a plank where you're in the up push up position. Mm-hmm. After this is done, here's your workout. I want you to try to hold that as long as you can while your two sons try to wrestle you to the ground. I love it. When you finish that, if you can hold, if they take it seriously, good luck. You're going to be just, there are going to be muscles you didn't even knew you had in your ab wall and on the oblique mm-hmm. side. Yeah, so like you said, it, 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 and I agree with you, we, we take for granted you, know, you go in this gym there's a gym over here that's closed now because of the thing but they probably have 12 different curl machines in there 12 and yet today my workout we actually <laughs> so today we did a long ruck that's a heavy I wear a heavy vest and I carry weights in both hands we walk and after we did a very quick little uh that we call it hypertrophy a little bodybuilding workout involving three you know the bands you put on like a hip a uh, hip thrust yep. machine or something like that. So we went, we did curls, light for 15 and slow, immediately went to medium, eight and medium speed. And then I did the blue bands, which are way too heavy. And I did four blue band curls a little faster. Man, when I let go of that thing, my arms were as dumb <laughs> as anything I've done. And then we hooked up the things to the, to the pull-up and we did triceps pull-downs. Just because just I'm trying to experiment, for this kind of question, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out ways I can help people who are at home to, to train a little bit better. A young lady, Ann, a friend of mine in Denver, great personal trainer. So she's doing 15 as slow as she can squats, you know, either prisoner squats or just body weight, doesn't matter, slow and deep. With no change in weight, she tries to go a little bit fast, so slow and deep, 12 to 15 reps, trying to get a burn, then a little faster for about six to 10 reps, and then fatigued jumping squats, hit the bottom, jump to the top, and here's the thing, there's no load, and there's no equipment, and there is a forest fire in your quads, your butt, and your lower back, so like we say, you just got to think through these problems. Instead, you know, It is terrible, and I do feel for the, uh, was it, I guess as we speak, it's 33,000 Americans who are dead. Worldwide, we're over 2 million cases, and, and truly my heart goes out to those families. Many families can't bury, bury their dead, which is something I believe we are called to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just for a moment, got, before I continue, I just want to make sure people know that um, this is a tough time. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it's, it's our job. I mean, you know, my parents went through the Depression. My dad fought in World War II. His sons went to Vietnam. I mean, compared to what they went through, this, this is bad. My mom lost three brothers in the 1918 uh, Spanish flu. Yes, this is bad. But, boy, my folks got through it, and it's my job to get through this mm-hmm. and be better on the other side. Exactly. So... One of the challenges I would say for your audience and you and me is let's make sure we we think of ways we can be, we can be better on the other side.
0: We can't let this go to waste. This is a theme that I've been saying, you know, in terms of managing this whole crazy pandemic thing, like not only from a medical side, but I don't know about you, Dan, but I've actually connected with more people than I have in a long time. I'm doing the FaceTime. I'm doing, we're, we're sharing, you know... Uh, doing FaceTime with each other's families. We cannot let some of this, the lessons here go, go, go in vain, you know? And I, I think what you're saying makes so much sense. And the other thing I just want to say too is what the sacrifices that, you know, like, you know, the people that have gone to war, like some of your family members, they've had to go as young human beings across an, an ocean yeah, it will cross a pond and battle. And we are being asked to stay home, you know, like just to put it in perspective.
1: Um. Yeah. When I when I hear people, and I do, I, I have the resources to, it's, I don't know how to say this nicely. Uh, I mean, I, I have certain, I was born with certain gifts. I have been blessed throughout my life. This isn't this for me to stay home isn't exactly the worst thing that's ever happened in my yeah. life. Okay. And, but so that yeah, let's keep that in mind or what we're being, I mean, people are binge watching Netflix, which is fine. I don't think there's a problem with that. And, but, and we just got to make sure. And the other thing, if you don't mind, let's not judge other people at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh my daughters are sneaking up on – I have a daughter who's 30 and a daughter who's 28. I don't have to homeschool my kids. I don't have to listen to them all day complain about being bored. So when, when I'll hear some of these things, people saying, you know, if you don't come out of this with a doctorate and a medical license and uh, a, you know, a pilot's license, the ability to scuba dive and 4% body fat, you're a loser. I'm like, you know, ease up. Yeah, okay? Ease up you gotta you know you gotta walk in somebody else's shoes sometimes so i try to be very balanced i'm trying real hard to come up with a lot of new material right now Uh, in fact i'm I'm working on a i am challenging myself to workshop i've never even thought about right now i'm just gonna and i'll probably i'll probably have it done in a week right you know very excited about the topic yeah Yeah.
0: and also like you're you're a go-getter like you uh like you're taking advantage of such an opportunity. You have that kind of gumption in you. Like, I think this is one of the challenges. Actually, it was one of the topics I wanted to, to bring up too, that some of our listeners were talking about, like, you know, a lot of people, because of all the stress and all the, the pressure of, of COVID, they're having a tough time getting a routine, like getting into keep staying in shape and, and so I don't know if you have any advice directly towards that, like how to like get yourself out of bed and, and moving, you know?
1: Yeah, it is interesting because the, the problem we have with the fitness industry is we tend to encourage people into a very narrow range of options. You know, uh, if you don't mind, generally what people hear when we talk about fitness is that you have to eat rabbit food you know, starve and then eat rabbit food. And then the exercise, if you're not vomiting and sweating, like, you know, you just got out of a sauna for 12 hours, you haven't really worked Mm out. We have got to that is something we're pushing against all the time. In truth, I can't think of a better thing to do than to go for a stroll every night. You know, not a power walk, not a ruck like I do. Last night, my wife and I walked the dog and and while we're walking the dog, I don't know how long we went, but we didn't measure it but because no one cared. We went for a walk. And that's – you should probably go – and, and even then, I even worry about using the word walk. You should go for a saunter. You should go for a stroll. <laughs> you know, you should <laughs> – you should uh, – just there is a, a good – I mean, I would say maybe once a week you do something that's a little more vigorous we have, there's a hill right over there that today we did, and I'm not telling you what to do, folks, but today we did 10 hills. Well, when I do 10 hills, it's a little, wow, that was harder than I thought. But something maybe, but 10 hills doesn't take very long at all. Mm -hmm. So I would say like every day, try to just get out and go for a walk. Mm -hmm. About once a week, do something that's a little difficult, and then maybe once or twice or maybe a third time a week, Do something moderate. And that could be as simple as, you know, a yoga thing, doing the push-ups between the chairs, doing the dips. Something two or three times a week, do something medium. Mm -hmm. If you can, one day a week, go for a much longer walk or or bike ride or something. Get out there for a few hours. My wife and I do this interesting thing. I don't, well, I don't know if this is appropriate, but we call them wine walks. Wine walks. We also do it on bicycles too. And the idea is you, you go for a walk and I carry on my little backpack, I have this special backpack that holds a bottle of wine and two wine glasses. We go for a long walk, we find a beautiful spot, we sit down, we drink some wine. Interestingly, the walk home seems to take a lot longer. <laughs> um, and the nice thing is, is that, and if you don't want to drink wine, that's fine. You could certainly just bring some cheese and crackers, or uh, you know, a couple of bottles of water and some cheese, and just go out somewhere, sit. And the thing is, I'm not sure you're gonna have the greatest conversations you've ever had in your life. I don't. I don't think that's true. But what you're gonna have is that you're going to, yeah, you're gonna dialogue, and dialogue comes from dia, which means across. And logos, uh, which is, well, has a million meanings, but the study of the, the convert, it's gonna be a, a conversation that cuts across. You're gonna, something will come up, it'll disappear, it'll be brought back up. It'll be this weird, oh, look, there's a squirrel, and we'll forget what we're talking about. Five minutes later, we'll come back to it, we'll slide off, and we'll talk about some other thing. We'll drink that bottle of wine, we'll eat that cheese, we'll, we'll talk about something that happened. 30 years ago, we'll talk about where we want to be in 30 years. And that's what I recommend. A long walk once a week, maybe a little hard, tight, short thing once a week, and a couple of, you know, get some stuff done days. Yeah. That's, that, that's all you need.
0: Yeah, and just, uh, I mean, don't be too hard on yourself, eh? Like just nice, realistic yeah. goals that you think you could attain. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's enough stresses in the world right now, I, I think that uh, that's some really sound advice. I'm thinking, and this might be—I don't know if this is fair to, for you to ask—or you just go with go with it how you you want to. I I know the type. A lot of our listeners are going to be pretty type A, or you know young medical group and, and yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah what they would, what, what a Dan John would suggest, I think a lot of people would do. So it, two, two options here, one, a relatively prescriptive approach to somebody that's serious about weight training or, or and the same idea for maybe somebody that's uh big on conditioning and and keeping in mind some of your main like your main concepts of like exercises that involve push pull uh, hinge like like yeah squat like all these kind of major muscle groups so, you know because we touched on a few but maybe something a bit prescriptive that you could have a base from.
1: Well, the easiest thing I can tell you, and I'm not trying to sell my site, but online at something called, uh, there's called DanJohnUniversity.com. DanJohnUniversity.com. It's a silly name, and all your subscribe, all your listeners. As long as the coronavirus is going on, we, we're given. A, I mean, I would not We still have to pay for stuff. But if you type in Corona, Corona, as you uh, when you, it's twenty nine dollars for three months, and we have something in there called the Workout Generator, where the first question is, what equipment do you have, and if you have a lot of equipment, of course you'll have more things to do. But if you have no equipment, we generate a workout for you, and every workout has push, pull, hinge, squat, and a loaded carry of some kind. So that's the easiest. Now, I'm a big believer that every workout, every workout. If you work out seven days a week, I think you should push, pull, hinge, squat, loaded carry every workout. However, when I say you squat every workout, I didn't say you squat 700 pounds for 10. The movement of squatting in every workout. So something as light as a, a 24 kilo uh, goblet squat for eight reps as part of your warm up will do wonders for your mobility, your flexibility, and your squat maintenance. As 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 only squatting once a week, I'm a big believer in doing the movements every mm-hmm. day. Um, if you know the Olympic lifts, uh, I have this great program on on the site where we do a complex. A complex is a series of exercises, back to back to back to back to back to back, where you don't put the barbell down you don't put the kettlebell down. The one we did today, complex C, is snatch for eight reps, overhead squat for eight reps, back squat for eight reps, good morning for eight reps, row for eight reps, snatch grip deadlift for eight reps. Then you put the bar down. And people say, how much weight should you use? And I say, Try the bar, <laughs> try, try the bar. So that is a great way to work on your mobility, your flexibility. That your heart is going to go through the roof. And I like complexes. I like as part of a not a warm up. You know that there's, there's like that initial warm up where you're trying to go from working in your office to getting ready to train, mm-hmm. right? There's that that it's. I I love the word gear change. You got to, your gear changing from doing the Henderson report, talking to your boss, then going, you know, once you get into the gym, you've got to change gears mm-hmm. and I, you've got to warm up. This would be that the thing after that warming up before the main body. I love complexes and I love complexes that make you do basically all the basic human movements for kettlebells. We've got this one where you do two kettlebell double cleans, one kettlebell press, three kettlebell double front squats. So two, one, three. And you then you rest and you do it again. And at first people look at it and go, that's not much. But the accumulation, oh, just as brutal. You know, if you do that, I have a friend who does that uh, every minute on the minute with 24s for 20 minutes. Well, that's 24. That's 20 presses, right? That's pretty good. That's not bad. It's 60 front squats. Yeah. That'll open your eyes and it'll open up a lot of other stuff too. And then if there's two ways adults should train. <clears throat> One is you go through, and this is the tradition, three days a week. You know, Reg Park, Mr. Universe did this. Arnold did this. Tom DeLorme's research is the way they did it. <clears throat> Pardon me. And your workout would be three sets of eight and a push, three sets of eight and a pull, Three sets of eight in a reasonable hinge like a trap bar deadlift or a rack deadlift or whatever, whatever you know. Three sets of eight in a squat and then loaded carries and goodbye. You had a great workout. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. The rep, I like the rep range from most people in total to be 25, uh, pardon me, 15 to 25 reps. Now, the downside of training with me is one of the first things you learn is, I only count that three sets of eight in the front squat, and I forget to count those sets of eight you did in the complex when you did overhead squats and back squats. And so what most people say to me after about the third workout is, my legs are dead. I go, oh, that's right. Don't worry, it'll get better. The other way to do things, and I think there's some wisdom in this too, is either train five days a week or, again, three days a week. But try to have a focus on one movement. Now, generally, I would say the two upper body things, push and pull, I would put that in one workout. Now, sadly, every one of your listeners probably does too much, uh, probably does too much upper body work already. Mm. But the nice thing about push and pull combined is it's so healthy for your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, if you're a North American male, you probably have a bad shoulder. The joke I always make at workshops is raise your hand if you have a bad shoulder because see the joke is because then they they, they can't raise their hand. And then I think that's funny and the audience doesn't. Uh, I think it's hilarious. So you would say, you know, day one, push, pull day two, the focus would be on the squat and day three, the focus would be on the hinge. So military press and pull up on day one, the focus day two, you would focus on front squat. Day three, the deadlift. And in the warm-up period, do the other movements. Mm-hmm. So in the warm-ups on day one, you would do a set of squats maybe as a warm-up, maybe a, a deadlifty kind of thing as a warm-up. and I mean something very simple as a kettlebell deadlift. I mean, no barely, barely any load at all. On day two, when you're focused on the squat, you would do, you know, maybe some push-ups and maybe a Maybe just something as simple as hanging from the bar on, on the squat day. And then I believe you do loaded carries every day. Loaded carries are farmer walks, prowler pushes, dragging a sled, walking around with a weight over your head, walking around with just a single weight at your side, which is called a weight your walk is overhead, and a suitcase carries down below. Mm. Either of those two options is going to be good. If you decide to do the every day, all all. Push pull hinge squat loaded carry. Very quickly you're, you're gonna you're gonna tap out very quickly. You could do that three sets of eight. Probably you can go for about two or three weeks, and then you have to go to probably something like three sets of five for two to three weeks, and then you have to go to five sets of three because the load's gonna jump. And by the way, that's not a bad. There you go. There's a nice two to three month little program for you. But then after that, you're gonna have to do that what the tradition taught us years ago before I was born. Is if you're gonna do that one total body workout three days a week, you're gonna have to start, you're gonna have to have a heavy day, a light day, and a medium day. And that's by load. So if you decide on whatever, let's most people tend to go with the Friday or Saturday as the heavy day. So I'll arrange the workout for you that way, okay? So on Monday when you go in, that's the medium day. So you're back off the weights that you did on Friday, and you're just going to try to get the three sets of eight or five sets of five and do them. And okay, that was okay. Uh, you will finish every set with plenty of reps in the tank. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is a light day where you're going to drop the load and you'll finish the sets and be like, why did I waste my time doing that? Well, the reason is because Friday – that last rep on those last sets is going to be a a, a blood vessel breaker in your face and in your eyes. You want to break some blood vessels, but you can't break blood vessels (laughs) every single day about Friday or Saturday. You probably can do it. And so those are probably if that would be for a normal person, those would be a great way to go, and then from there, if you don't mind me finishing that, once you kind of get to the point where you're really not—if you had a week, two, three, a kind of stagnation—stop the whole body days and slide over to the emphasis days, mm-hmm. where Monday is push pull, Wednesday is the squat, Friday is the deadlift. So
0: squeeze in your warm-ups and, with the other.
1: With the other movements, yeah, yeah. and that will get you. I just gave you six to nine months of good, solid training. And then from there, you could just do the little bit. The funnest thing to do from there is just change the variation. Mm -hmm. If you've been doing military presses, go to bench press. If you've been doing uh, pull-ups, go to an appropriate row, a horizontal row, Mm -hmm. an appropriate one, though. Uh, uh, That's the one time I think machines are better than than, uh, free weights. Is in is in the horizontal mm-hmm. row, especially this new one where they have a the little they have a the little pad yeah, right here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Keep your. Yeah. If
1: you're your a guy back. like me, the first thing you notice is it doesn't hurt your back, your lower back, I should say, because yeah. when I do rows, you know, I'm, you're in that hinge position, but all the load is going right there in those lower the, the spinal lower spinal vertebrae. Um. Uh, if you've been doing front squats, go to back squats. If you've been doing, if you got bored with that, try overhead squats. If you got bored with that. If you've been doing rack deadlifts, try trap bar deadlifts. Try cleans, try snatches. Just minor variation. We call, in the, our, our world, we say same, but different. Mm-hmm. It's a press, but it's different. Yeah. It's a pull, but just a little different. It's shake up. Yeah. And I just gave you, now we're, <laughs> now you're, now you're, there's, five decades of workouts <laughs> right there. They just got you covered, man. No, no. And, it, and someone's listening and saying it can't be that simple. And the truth is, it's exactly that simple. No, I I mean,
0: I've been doing basically, as you've been saying, for 20 plus years. And, and in some ways, at least pre-COVID, I've been some of the best shape that I've been in. Like, strength-wise, I should say. Strength-wise, some of the best conditions I've been in. That's great. But... Um, so, the, I mean, those are great principles for when we get to be in a gym. You know what
1: I mean? Well, and then, But no, same things are true at home. So try your best. Now, again, the hinge is going to be a hard one. But here's the thing. If you hug a weight around your waist, okay, you take – like you, you you grab one of your sons and, and hold them into your belly and just – push your butt back and do like, you know, just, we call the a Bulgarian goat bag swing in our gym, but I don't know. So you, you can do hinges. You can do single leg deadlifts with, in fact, it's here's, I mean, if you want a tough hinge movement, just put your left foot down on the ground by itself. Take your right hand. And just the first thing is to hold your right. I got my uh, middle finger and index finger on your big toe. Just, now that, and I want your right leg to swing away like you're a, you know that little bird that does this thing, yeah, uh, perpetually,
0: like almost like a, yeah, yeah, like a, not a woodpecker, yeah. but I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, you know the the tippy, tipping the tipping yeah. bird, yeah. So so what I'm doing is I've got my left leg here. I'm going to put my fingers on my big toe. I'm going to let my leg swing back. The first thing most people notice is my hamstring is on fire. Good, you're now hinging. Yeah. So if all you did was stand up, touch your toe, stand up, and let that leg, so my right leg swings opposite my head, you know. So basically, what I'm going to look like, some people call these tabletops. Some from the yoga tr- tradition are called cranes. Yep. So that my head and my off leg, my, in this case with the left foot on the ground, my right leg, they kind of form a T or a tabletop and just. Touch that, stand up. Touch that, stand up. But try to make the hamstring, the butt, and, and the spinal rectus pull you up, not just momentum. You do that both sides for three sets of eight. And you might wake up the next day, and i I got, I got to tell you, you might want to make sure you get some extra fiber. Because <laughs> you're have some real issues. That You're going to find some places sore that you didn't think it get sore. Oh. So it is completely possible to do everything at home. Yeah. The push, I mean, it's
0: the just push Just do some push-ups.
1: The pull-ups, pull or if you have to, row. You know, find something kind of heavy and, and row. I would suggest one arm. For squatting, just try that little thing I told you about, the 15 slow squats, mm-hmm. the eight a little faster, the four jump squats. Just do one set of those. Try that little crane or tipping bird exercise, and then pick up something heavy and walk around the block with it. Call it a day. Yeah. It's that simple. Wow. Now the problem is, see, it's so simple you're you're gonna miss it. Because it's simple to say these things and but uh, to do them. You know, I've had people look at my workouts and go, Well, that's easy. And then the people who've done, for example, one of them was called the big 21. I've had people write online, that looks easy, I want to try it. And I have people who did it come in and they'll say, Don't you're, you're okay here. You gotta go. When he says go lighter than you think, you gotta go even lighter <laughs> than you think. I've got this program called Mass Made Simple, where you know it doesn't sound like much, but I think workout on day two. I think you squat ninety-five pounds for thirty and one hundred and fifteen pounds for thirty. That's workout day two to get you used to squatting high reps. And I'll hear these big gun, big engine guys go, "Ha! Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I know who you are. But trust me, with one hundred and fifteen pounds, every rep from twenty on up." Is a nightmare, hmm. and so welcome to my world.
0: <laughs> but, but that's great, Dan. Like just knowing that you know you could recreate a lot of this at home: doing your push-ups, doing your row or pull-ups if you guys have a pull-up bar, um, or
1: uh, squats. If, if yeah, if you go walk around your house, in here in Utah, a lot of people have split-level homes. And I've had people say there's no place to do pull-ups, and I'll say I've been to your house, you know where I fight with the cat. Just throw your hands up there and do some pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, any place you can put your get a grip. Pat Flynn was talking about how he really improved his pull-up because, and for those of you are listening, you can't see, but he was doing pull-ups on a thing where he had to have he couldn't grip the bar. He had to have his hands flat like yeah. this, and after doing that, a few pull-ups there. His grip strength freaked oh, out. Because forearm after that? Yeah, because you're exactly. And then once you grab a bar next time, you're like, you're laughing. why did I ever complain? Yeah. There's uh, the, the molding above a door. Now, double check. now, if you're like me, you're kind of a big engine. You might double check if it can hold you. Or yeah. But uh, a lot of my friends up at Utah State were climbers would every time they went to a molding, would do a pull-up. And this time, the grip is like that.
0: Fingertips, like. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, those, I mean, those are, we talk about real strength. Those guys are (laughs) at another level.
1: And and if you're allowed to go into a park or a schoolyard, some of the best training in the world is monkey bars. Uh, I tell you, doing monkey bars as an adult will re-educate what the shoulder is built for. Yeah. It is, you know, we're, we're, we're built to be brachiators, you know. We have the vision is here, you know, binocular vision. We have opposable thumbs. And one of the jobs of the bicep is to help, it's actually become more of a tendon as you brachiate, as you do monkey bars. Yeah. And, you know, if, there, if there's a will, there's a way, but there, you know, you can, if you've ever done a seesaw as an adult or a swing, uh in a park Th- these are all great training things mm-hmm. you know so yeah every it, it, you're just limited by your imagination yeah. and here's the funny thing your imagination going to get better and better and better the longer and longer we're in court yeah
0: no a- amen dan one actually one other thought uh, i had in terms of i've never actually heard you talk about like isometric training like like one of the huh. things and, and that me that could be just me missing it, but like one of the things I've started to do at home, like you're saying, like make make with what you have at home. Wifey has those those I don't know those bands that we were talking about before, and I will yeah. just grip it to the point where there's where it there meets maximal resistance, and just like I, I'll just row it. So I'll, like I'll um start I know yeah. you guys can't see what I'm doing, but I'll be like, no. I get you. I know. I know. Yeah. Keep that, yeah. Keep that in position for twenty seconds at full tilt, and I'm like, that's got to be doing something good, <laughs>
1: you know. In fact, I believe that's the only way you can actually train the rhomboids. I think with the rhomboids, you actually have to get your thumbs as deep into your armpits as hmm. you can, in your, into your armpits as you can, and hold it there. It's my belief that's the only way the rhomboids. And I have an article called "Reawaken the Rhomboids," where I recommend isometrics. Isometrics changed my career. Really? Uh, Yeah. I was getting stuck coming out of the clean and jerk and Dave Turner, my coach noticed and figured it out that at 34 inches off the ground is where I got stuck. So we set up some saw horses at 34 inches and I I write about it all the time. And I don't, I think I exaggerate the numbers now, but the first time I did it, I could barely stand up with 135
0: pounds. Really?
1: Uh, Six weeks later, I was at 315 pounds from a dead stop. So put the weight at 34 inches, get underneath it, and stand up. I never missed a clean and jerk, a clean the rest of my clip career because that was my weak spot. So isometrics, I think, are wonderful for getting your nervous system to figure out where those gaps, those weak spots are. Um, And with when it comes to the pull. Most people, you know, we kind of slouch a lot or we throw balls a lot. I think the rhomboids for many people have become a weak spot. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I've got, in fact, in my collection here, Bill March, the great uh, Mystery Universe, who was also our national weightlifting champion, He he signed a bunch of his photos for me because I'm kind of a weightlifting historian and I'm not as famous as other guys, but Guys like Dave Draper, who's Mr. Universe, and Bill March, some of those guys, they, they like what I've done keeping keeping the spirit of the old timers alive, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. And, and so I have functional isometric and training for football book over here. I've got Bill's book over here. And I also have his pictures. And he was using isometrics to prepare for Mr. Universe. Now, to be Mr. Universe, you also have to be born a special way. You, yeah. you have to have, you know, freakishly narrow waist and freakishly wide shoulders and, and the right insertions. I remember when I, with Dick Notmeyer, I said, Dick, could I be a bodybuilder? And can, I don't know if you can see Oh, yeah. He, he put, yeah. he put his fingers right here. And he goes, see that gap? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, no way. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so even though I've got pythons or armacondas, I like to say, if, if that gap was filled, then this, this arm would be 20 instead of whatever it yeah. is, you know. Uh, so, yeah, you got to be born to be about uh, Mr. Universe uh, you know, a little bit.
0: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm just also thinking about some of the questions that some of our, our, our listeners have asked me to ask. But I think we kind of touched on... like. Sh- Shift like shift workers, like knowing that like we have a lot of people that are working like crazy hours, it's a stressful time. Like I know we touched on like doing what you can. It doesn't need to be too excessive.
1: On my podcast, I had a guy and we did a nice job. He 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 wrote in twice, the first time with a general question, and the second time with this very specific question, and what we kind of figured out for him anyway was that, and I work shift for a while, At you know, you go to work at 10 o'clock at night and you get off at 6.30. The best time to train is probably at 6.45. Now, having said that, if you have to go home and get your kids ready for school, you know, it's so it is shift work, especially if it's one of those shift works like we have with the fire departments or right now with paramedics, it, it's a formula that I'm not sure I'm not sure anybody can really get a handle on mm-hmm. it, but here's what I'm thinking. Whatever you do, God bless you, man. Way to go. Yeah. So, you know, if I would recommend for shift workers, and I do the same with firefighters, is I have them always do a complex. Every time they work out, they warm up with a complex. And by the way, folks, if you want to know more about complexes, type in my name, Dan John, and complex. You'll get the article at Teen Nation as number one hit. And number two will be my PDFs, uh, my PDFs on my complexes. And so if you just want to find out what I'm talking about, that's the easiest way. So firefighters always do complexes, and then I try to have them do a movement a day. So complex, kind of a general whole body warm up, push. If you feel like you can do more, you push pull. Uh, Next workout, general complex squat next workout general complex hinge next workout in these guys cases loaded carry i don't have them do loaded carries as much because you know the loaded carries build work capacity and you're you're already on the you're already on the razor's edge with what you got left in you so complex a general mobility flexibility power strength warm-up-y, hypertrophy, warm up kind of thing. If all you did was three sets of eight in some of the complexes and you said, I'm done, you've done you've done good. Mm. Uh, and then just one one movement a day. And having said that, you know, that advice can change. You know, some people say, well, th- you know, I'm on well, there's one that guy told me he's four day 24 on, three off, or something like that. Well, by day three, you can train. You can train pretty hard. Yeah. And then so so it's going to be the classic kind of it depends on the schedule. Yeah. My coaching will, won't change a lot, but so much of it depends on how you're you're doing. Yeah. Things.
0: well, I mean, one thing I've, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but one thing that I've implemented when I, like, you don't know what me very well, but I, I work in the intensive care unit until so, like our <laughs> hours are, Or stupid when we're on, but the idea of doing just like a like a four minute Tabata or hit training regime, just and and telling myself, you know, a few days a week during a tough week, all I all, all I'm asking myself is to do a four minute workout, be burpees, kettlebell swings, maybe doing the isometrics, just something in a in a kind of a high intensity. The sequence?
1: One thing we found that actually works pretty good is hip thrusts. Tabata hip thrusts. Oh, yeah. And, and they don't, again, it's one of those things where the first two minutes you look at me like, well, this is a waste of time. And the last two minutes you're going, is this ever going to <laughs> uh, I would say hip thrusts, yeah, I, I would, a lot of people say they do the push-up. I, I think that's too small of a group of muscles. muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That That's going to really congest, but you know, you can always throw in if you did a Tabata front squat every two weeks. You could probably do Tabata hip thrusts twice a week, once a week for sure. Mm-hmm. And then if you just did a general upper body kind of thing, and again, we're talking about you know, right now, right now we're you know we're doing our best. Yeah. Uh, right now we're in the do our best zone. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes. Sometimes that's, you know. If I'm working with a single mom who wants something, it's like, I can't do – you're doing your best. Yeah. You, you, you know, Don't let me be part of your stress. I got a buddy who's a coach at one of the academies, and he says very one of the more common strength workouts is he puts the guys in a dark room and they sleep.
0: <laughs> Amen, man. Are you kidding me? Like recovery? Yeah. Totally underappreciated. Yeah. That's a, That one was a, a, like one that took a – a long time to get through the, uh, a lot of people's heads, but uh, yeah, that is so valuable.
1: You know, I work with guys who are, you know, special forces and they've done the ranger trainer buds and stuff. And and I'll tell them the first thing, dude, you don't have to prove anything to me. You don't have to, you don't have to prove it. You know, if our workout today is going for a long walk and to a place and having a beer and walking home, that's Okay. Mm. You're done proving anything to anybody, you know? Boy, yeah, recovery, being reasonable. You know, I always tell people the two big keys are doable and reasonable. You know, uh, sometimes you just have to be more reasonable. Amen, amen.
0: Listen, Dan, I got to really thank you for taking the time to do this. I know we're up against it. I know you got other engagements, but I want to – we'll do this in the intro too, but a quick plug to your – like. Big fan of your your books, Forty Years Without a Wh- With a Whistle. That's your latest book that I can't wait to dive into. And your podcast, the Dan John Podcast, will have on the show notes. Anybody that's serious about training, you are going to love this bad boy. I I love every minute. It's the detail, the the um, practicalness, the the honesty. It's all it's all beautiful, Dan. So I really appreciate this.
1: Let's do this again, then. Okay, uh, I, this was easy. Let's let's knock out another one, and if people have more questions, let's answer them. Let's move. Let's keep. Let's keep helping. Absolutely,
0: out. we're all doing our part, eh, Dan?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: All right, thanks everybody for listening. I hope that was useful for you guys. Please leave any comments at quadcast99 at gmail Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Quadcast. Please don't hesitate to subscribe, whether it's on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We really appreciate your support. Leave a five-star rating if you're up to it. I want to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp and Audible for their support. As you may have seen, we're continuing to do some webinars on not just COVID-19 content, but other content just to give you an opportunity for some q a so stay tuned for that please sign up when available i want to thank our team at solving healthcare continuing to produce amazing show notes we're going to start a newsletter soon social media team we really appreciate the work that you guys are doing quadcast listeners stay healthy stay home and remember we'll get through this take care everybody